Hi, and welcome to The Research Room, a space to make research by the people, for the people. And today I'm going to be finishing up our um, last episode on romantic relationships, um, at least for the time being. Um, I'm definitely going to be coming back to romantic relationships at some point. Um, But for now, I just want to end on this positive note. Um, And I guess maybe before I get there, um, for all the viewers that can see this, uh, I am wearing a uh, a nice holiday um, shirt, um, sweater. Um, because it's also, it's the end of the year, right? Um, tomorrow is Christmas, um, for those that celebrate. <clears throat> and, um, yeah, I just wanted to, um, to get into the spirit <laughs> for this last episode, um, for this year, for 2021. Um, and so, yeah, I guess uh, that's all, uh, all I need to say there. Um, and when it comes to romantic relationships, though, <clears throat> um, there are, there are two main things that I think about. Uh, when it comes to romantic relationships. The one is, um, who can I turn to in a time of need? Um, so if something negative is happening in my life, um, who can I go to? Um, and like, who can I get support from? Uh, and hopefully your partner is one of those those people, um, if not like the top of the list. <clears throat> the other thing is, um, who can... Um, like who, who can I do things with, right? Um, if I want to go out and do something positive uh, for myself or like for, um, I mean, just like f- to feel good, right? Like I hopefully would be able to do that with my partner. Um, maybe that includes like traveling or like maybe like having some other sort of experience. Like maybe you go out to like see a movie together or whatever. Um, <clears throat> these, these kinds of things um, uh, are usually what I think about when I think about like the purpose uh, of a romantic relationship. Um, but of course, there's so much more, right? There's so many other things that um, happen in romantic relationships. <clears throat> um, and I, I think one that like maybe you don't necessarily consciously think of, but like uh, hopefully um, is something that happens in your magic relationship is um, this idea that like, it's not just about the negatives, right? Like you don't just have to go like when something is bad and like go and talk to your partner. Um, hopefully you're sharing like all the other experiences that you're having in your life as well. Um, maybe not every single one, but like hopefully you, you can turn to your partner in, uh, in, in good times as well, right? So like if you, if you are going through something that is like so like positive, um, maybe... <clears throat> Um, you just got like good news of some sort, like, and you want to like share that with somebody else. Um, that is going to be um, what uh, another like component of, of romantic relationships, and I think that like it's one of the more important ones, right? Like, it's it's more of like this this mundane thing, like, <clears throat> um, like it's just yeah. I mean, it's, it's cultivating that that positivity with somebody else. Um, and so there's a term for this. Um, that term is called um, capitalization. And um, I, I talk a lot more about this in my other uh, material for this week. <clears throat> but um, very briefly, capitalization is just like this idea that you want to share this positive news with somebody else so that you can capitalize on it, that you can keep it going, um, even though like the actual positive thing has um, already um, ended at this point. Um, by telling somebody else, you are like really solidifying it into memory. You are like maybe even experiencing the positivity again as you're retelling the story and hopefully even like increasing it. Like if your partner is like doing a good job with like responding to your capitalization, um, <clears throat> that means that they are um, responding positively to you. They, they're they being uh, this this like good partner um, for you. Um, 
and so um, this idea of capitalization is something that I want to um, sort of like quiz you on <laughs> today. Um, and I, I'm like, I'm super excited uh, for this kind of episode. Like I, I'll, I'll see if this um, goes well and if people like this uh, sort of format. Um, hopefully I'll continue uh, trying, doing, trying to do this um, as well, um, rather than just like me, uh, like speaking to you. Um, it might be nice to like think through like, other situations and like how would you respond to these and like what is at least the answers that are um, backed by science um, whether they are right or wrong is of course always going to be subjective and up for debate but they are at least what um, is evident so far so um, I'm going to present um, five questions here there's gonna be two bonus questions at the end but five main questions um, and for each of those I want you to just go ahead and try and respond however you think is the right way uh, to respond to these <laughs> and so I will also say um, just as like a reminder I guess that like even if you respond in a slightly different way that doesn't necessarily mean that your response is wrong um, it's just not what is happening on average at least according to research and so I mean when it comes to these averages of course that means that like there's people on other sides of this like perspective here um, there's people that like don't do this there's people that do this a lot more there's um, all other kinds of like options here so um, just keep that in mind that like if you respond in a certain way that doesn't mean that you're necessarily wrong right um, but um, these are going to be, all the answers that I provide here are going to be based off of this article, um, which is um, by um, Smith and Reese. This was back in 2012. Um, there's, of course, been more research uh, on this topic since then, but I felt like this was one of the like main papers uh, that came out uh, about this idea of capitalization. And so... <clears throat> What um, I, uh, this uh, paper was all about, um, it's titled Perceived Responses to Capitalization Attempts um, Are Influenced by Self-Esteem and Relationship Threat. Um, and so I'm going to be going into more detail on what all that means um, through these questions. Um, but I want to first just kind of get your, um, your, your thoughts on this. So um, without further ado, let me go ahead and start here. <laughs> So first question, um, and go ahead and like try to tally these as well. See how well you do. Um, are you going to pass uh, this test or not? Um, so first question here. Um, what is the most appropriate way to respond when your partner tells you positive news that has happened in their lives? Um, as long as the goal here is to have a satisfying relationship. Of course, there's other goals in relationships. Um, but if your goal is to have a satisfying relationship, um, what do you think is going to be the most appropriate way? Um, and I kind of want to leave this like sort of open-ended, right? Like uh, this, maybe I shouldn't do this for this first question, but like you just kind of think to yourself, what would you do when your partner comes to you? They're excited. They, they're telling you something that good, um, good has just happened. What are you going to do in, in response to this? And I'm going to say, um, hopefully you're going to do this thing, um, which is... That, so there's like two um, two main dimensions here that you might think about uh, when it comes to responding to these positive news um, kind of disclosures. Um, there is this idea of if you're being active or if you're being passive. Um, so active is like you are like actively doing something, you're actively like saying things um, rather than like passively, like you're sort of like you're turning your head, you're not necessarily responding that much. Um, like maybe your emotions are kind of known, but like not necessarily, it's not as explicit. The other dimension here is if it is something that is constructive or it is something that is destructive. Um, something that is constructive is, of course, that is going to be um, good uh, for like the relationship. It's going to be something that is um, 
it's uh, it's not demeaning. <laughs> it's the opposite of, of that. It is uplifting um, to some degree. And then there's going to be um, destructive, which of course is going to be not so good. Um, so best thing would be, of course, this more active, constructive kind of thing. Um, even if you do feel like positive about what your partner is saying, like you have to actively like show that um, they're, they're not a mind reader, right? Like they they have to like you have to somehow say um, explicitly to them that like hey like I I actually like think this is really cool, and you like be enthusiastic about it. Like don't just um, like sit back and be like nod your head, um, which would be like the more like passive um, constructive sort of thing. Um, maybe. Uh, in, in this kind of way, if you're being passive about it, <clears throat> you are really just like saying like, oh, like, yes, this is cool, but like, it's not that big of a deal. Um, like, and you kind of see like, that's kind of um, <laughs> like, I mean, maybe, maybe it's more realistic or practical or whatever. Uh, and maybe some situations you call for that. But um, that is sort of a buzzkill, right? Like, <laughs> you don't want to just like do that all the time. Um, and okay, again, like sometimes it might be appropriate though. Um, but uh, on average, you might want to do this more active, constructive thing to like really create this like safe space um, for positivity within the relationship. There's of course also active destructive and passive destructive. Active destructive would be more like um, <clears throat> you have a partner that starts to tell you like um, like it, that's not also good. Like you have to remember all the negatives uh, of the, uh, this situation here. Why would you think about all these bad aspects? Like at least like live in the moment for a little bit. Like live in the moment of this positivity um, for a, a moment in time. You can think about the negatives later, but like at least experience that for a little bit, right? But if your partner is doing that, they're actively um, being destructive here. Um, and then there's passive destructive, um, which is just kind of like this uh, sort of like withdrawal. Uh, they're sort of like just disinterested in, in what you have to say. Um, they don't really care um, for, for what you're saying here. Um, and probably over time, like you're not going to come to your partner anymore to like say these things. Um, that really like degrades the relationship. <clears throat> So we have that. Um, that's the first question here. So as long as you said something that along the lines of this active constructive sort of thing, where you are being enthusiastic, where you're being positive, and you're being explicit about like what you're saying, that's great. Like keep doing that. <clears throat> okay. Next one. Um, for the rest of these, I'm going to be giving like other scenarios, um, and I want you to see um, what what the correct kind of response is here. So second question. Let's say your partner and you have a disagreement. You think that Buzz Lightyear shouldn't have his own movie and that should all just stay within Toy Story. Your partner thinks it's actually the best thing and can't believe that you don't agree with this. Buzz Lightyear absolutely should have his own movie. Really tough life and really tough situation here, right? Um, you can see how, how tense things might get. <clears throat> so the next day you and your partner are talking and you tell them uh, about a positive experience that you had. Um, your boss sent you a message saying that you don't have to come to work tomorrow. Great, great news, right? Um, how do you think your partner is going to react after saying this? So you just had a disagreement the previous day, and now you're telling them this positive news on the next day. What do you think your partner is going to do? <clears throat> do you think that your partner will still be supportive and react positively? Or do you think that they will be salty and uh, choose not to really support you? Uh, maybe even just ignore what you just said. <clears throat> and so if you said um, that uh, your partner will still be supportive, 
um, then that is what the average person said in the study, that um, they still think it doesn't matter if we just had this disagreement. Um, I still think that my partner is going to be positive and perhaps even more positive, but we'll see. <clears throat> Next one. Okay, so <clears throat> let's, um, let's uh, increase uh, this a little bit, the, the drama here. Let's say that um, you and your partner um, are talking and your partner tells you uh, of a betrayal that they just did. They actually went out and they hung out with one of their exes, even though that they said that they wouldn't be talking to them anymore. Yikes, right? Um, so you and your partner, you talk it through. Um, you do want things to get better. It's not necessarily fully resolved just yet, but you're at least on the same page that like, hey, like you really like, don't do that. Like that, that hurt me. That was a betrayal. <clears throat> so the next day, um, you end up um, talking uh, about how happy you are to your partner, um, that your boss finally gave you a compliment. And um, <clears throat> I mean, your boss is like is a very like stoic kind of person. They don't necessarily um, give you these kinds of compliments. Um, so they went ahead. They they um, showed that like, hey, like you didn't actually like a good job on your project here. Um, how do you think your partner is going to respond? So again, um, you know, this betrayal just happened the previous day. Um, things are maybe slightly uneasy still, um, but it's the next day. Other positive news has happened. You wanted to share that with your partner. How do you think that they're going to react? <laughs> So here's three different options here. Um, one, your partner will be happy and explicitly say positive and supportive things in return. Two, they will um, be happy, but not necessarily say that much. Or three, um, your partner will be happy and actively, um, well, uh, sorry, your partner will not be happy and actively try to make you feel bad. So are they gonna be this active constructive? Are they going to be active passive or are they going to be um, active destructive? Those are three options here. So unless you think about it for just a little bit, and then I'll go ahead and reveal that on average, we still think that our partners are going to be um, active and um, constructive they are going to still be enthusiastic and supportive and positive um, when you're telling them this, this positive news, even though you just went through this betrayal. Cool, right? <laughs> I definitely have more to say on this though, um, but I, I don't want to say too much because that might reveal some of the other answers. Um, so <laughs> fourth question here. <clears throat> Let's say that... <clears throat> um, uh, let's think about these other two uh, situations again. Um, we, we have uh, this disagreement that happened uh, about Toy Story. We have this betrayal that happened with the ex. <laughs> we have these two things and we want to now compare them to just normal everyday life. <clears throat> so do you think compared to um, a, a normal everyday conversation that I might be having, do you think it's going to be that your partner is going to be more positive when it comes to these disagreements and the betrayal? Or do you think that they're going to be more positive when it comes to just normal, everyday, random conversation that you might have had? And so again, this is in the context of you have positive news that you want to share with your partner. <clears throat> and you want to see, is your partner going to be supportive of your positive news? Are they going to be more supportive after that disagreement and betrayal, or just in an, a normal everyday situation. 
So those are two options here. <clears throat> Is a normal everyday conversation more positive than after something negative that happened? <clears throat> and so in this case, um, the answer, uh, according to the research, is that we think that our partners are going to be even more positive after a disagreement and after a betrayal than in a just normal everyday kind of conversation. And I mean, I definitely have my thoughts here and I, I, I don't know what the right answer is uh, necessarily um, <clears throat> for why this happens. And I don't know if there's really been a good follow-up to, to reveal why this happens. Um, but my thought on this is if, if something negative has just happened, um, you need to do something to like rectify that, right? Like <clears throat> you can't just leave that negativity there. You have to do something uh, to make it more positive. And, and to do that, um, you need to like really go out of your way to like be enthusiastic to like make sure that you, you know that your partner cares for you and like be supportive and things like that. Because um, I mean, you have this negativity that you have to like get rid of. And so in this case, I think people realize that like their partner, as long as it's a good partner and they're satisfied in, in the relationship, they're going to think that like, yeah, of course my partner is going to like be even more positive now because we just had this disagreement because we just had this betrayal. And in this case, like <clears throat> we actually think that um, with the betrayal, like that's going to be the most positive reaction that we get. And you can see how that's kind of like proportionate to this idea that um, if it's just everyday life, like, yes, you get positive responses. That's great. If you have a disagreement, your partner might be a little bit more positive. And then when it comes to betrayal, like your partner is going to be even more positive um, for their response to whatever you're saying. Who knows uh, if that's actually the case, <laughs> but um, that is at least what the uh, research shows. <clears throat> and it makes sense. We want to think uh, the best of our partner that we have to spend our lives with, or at least want to, um, and, and want to like rationalize to, to stay with them, right? So, cool. Last question here. One thing that uh, potentially could change everything that I just said here. And so um, we've been talking about two main things so far. One is the response that your partner would give if you told them positive news. The second is if that is going to change depending on the situation, such as betrayal or a disagreement. So those are two things. I wanna add in one more layer here, which is the idea of self-esteem. And so <clears throat> the main question is, do people perceive um, these things differently depending on their own level of self-esteem? And so here's the scenario. Let's say it's a Tuesday. Everything's fine until your partner starts to be very annoying. You two have a bit of an argument and do, uh, you do eventually um, resolve this, um, whatever is happening here. And so now it's, it's Wednesday and you just got some good news and you want to share it with your partner. Um, they actually give you a positive response. <clears throat> so we have it already. Um, it doesn't, um, we, we know for a fact that your partner has given a positive response objectively as, as an observer, just like looking on the outside. So your partner has been positive. <clears throat> Do you think that someone with um, high self-esteem or low self-esteem might see this situation a little bit differently? So um, first option here, 
a person with high self-esteem will find that the partner's response is more positive than if they didn't even have any conflict the day before. Two would be a person with low self-esteem, would they find that their partner's response is even less positive than someone um, that either has high self-esteem or if they didn't have any conflict from the day before? Three would be neither. Self-esteem doesn't actually matter and it's only the partner's response that matters. Or is it um, four that it's both options one and two? <clears throat> so potentially that's confusing, right? Um, the main thing that we want to see is because there was conflict on the day before, in the next day, does someone with high self-esteem end up thinking that their partner's response is positive or negative? And um, regardless of, of what the partner is giving, really, um, we know that the partner is being positive in response, but is someone with high self-esteem going to uh, realize um, it's actually even more positive? Is someone with low self-esteem going to think that, oh, like this actually isn't that positive? Or does it not matter what your self-esteem is? <clears throat> and so the actual answer here is it's, it's both. Um, it's, it's both that high self-esteem people will see that their uh, response is actually more positive and low self-esteem people will find that their response is less positive. And this is kind of regardless of what the partner is actually giving. Just in general, our perceptions are that it's either less or more depending on our own self-esteem. And so <clears throat> this kind of like brings up the question, at least in my head, like, does it matter what our partners do in these relationships? Like, uh, yes, of course, right? Like we build up patterns and like we build up perceptions of a partner based on these patterns that we're, we're engaging in, in a day in, day out. But also there's like, this is your own bias that you already have. And so someone with high self-esteem, they have a nice sense of identity. They have a nice sense of confidence in themselves. They have a sense of just like, they 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 are something right um they have something to bring to the table rather than somebody who has lower self-esteem who unfortunately just can't quite find that confidence can't find that like unique identity within themselves that they have something of value to be giving to other people and so when you are like that everything kind of feels a little bit more uneasy and so you might really like have to search um, within what other people are saying and have to like base your feelings really off of what everyone else is saying rather than your own thoughts and opinions because what you say doesn't have to matter, right? <clears throat> and so if your partner, even like maybe they are being positive, but like you have to think again, like, oh, like, I mean, but we did just get into a conflict. So like, what does this really mean? Like, I mean, if they actually like liked me, then like maybe they would have like been even more over the top, right? But like, they're just not giving enough. And so they end up perceiving that like, oh, their partner actually like, it, it, they're not as positive as I was hoping. Um, and like, what does that matter, right? Like, I mean, they're, they're definitely being positive, but we don't perceive it that way because of our own self-esteem. And we, we see the opposite happen your partner's being positive, they're not being like overly like crazy in your face about it. But the person with high self-esteem is like, hey, like <clears throat> we just had a conflict and now they're being positive. 
like that like that must mean something right like we we cherish something here and so you you appreciate it that much more because you're like oh like your partner is giving something and like i uh, they're doing it for me uh so that must mean that like i'm i'm something too um <clears throat> yeah so i mean that, that's like a, that's a pretty cool thing i think right that like just our own perceptions of self um they very much skew how we perceive what others give us is it enough or is it not enough so um that's that's kind of like the main message here is that self-esteem actually does end up changing our perceptions of our partner regardless of what they're giving us um and yes of course all these other things matter your partner does need to be positive <laughs> like we can't just like continually make up like oh if they're constantly being like active destructive like we can't just somehow rationalize that and say like oh like my partner is great um but there's some sense of reality still but we can we can take the positive and like really make it positive when we have a high self-esteem rather than if we have a lower self-esteem <clears throat> and so yeah that's that's the main message here two bonus questions though just to make sure uh, we cover our bases so uh, in all the examples that i gave do you think that there is a difference between what uh, men say and what women say in response <clears throat> do we think that um uh, maybe men uh, really like this act, uh, passive um, constructive versus this active constructive um, sort of response. Does self-esteem matter any more or less for men or for women? <clears throat> so um, no <laughs> is the answer. I, I'm kind of across the board. There's no gender differences, um, which is great right? Um, this is kind of just like, this is a person thing. Um, people tend to um, let their self-esteem um, change their perceptions of what's happening. Okay, so then we have that. Second bonus question is, <clears throat> do we think that these results depend on who we're talking to? So everything that I've said so far has been about romantic relationships. Do you think this also extends to like friends or family? <clears throat> Do you think there's any kind of difference here? So this research says no. Um, that I mean, of course there are differences, but like they're not big enough differences to like mean anything um, for us to be paying attention to. And this is like generally what happens with this kind of research is that like. Things that happen within romantic relationships, they're like they they definitely happen with other friendships and like other close relationships. Um, there are differences, of course, but like <laughs> support is still support. I mean, the way that you perceive yourself is still the way that you perceive yourself. Conflict is still conflict, right? How much it might affect you might change, um, and of course, there are situations where that happens. But all these things, like the general principles, kind of remain intact, and so that's kind of cool right like this is this isn't just something for your romantic partner you can start applying this to some of your friends as well or maybe some of your family as well <clears throat> cool all right so that's um that's all that i want to say on this article <clears throat> um but this is also going to be uh, the last uh one for for uh this this uh, series of romantic relationships and this is going to be the last one of 2021 and this is in the beginning um and so i just want to like take a little bit of time to uh, say some of the other things um that you can expect uh, to see from um this 
this channel. Um, I've, I've done podcasts and other content um, on a whole bunch of different topics here. And so um, feel free to check them out. Um, if you ever want to, if you have a chance, if you ever just like want to learn a little bit uh, about some of these other topics and apply them to your lives. Um, I've covered things like donor conception, COVID-19, breast cancer, how we talk, the words that we use, um, expressive writing, and what it is when it comes to depression versus um, maybe adolescence <clears throat> or post-traumatic growth. What is the idea of resilience and who is most likely to be resilient? How can we become more resilient through like different interventions? Um, I've also talked about pain and all the racism that comes along with pain as, long as, as well as how um, to deal with pain. Um, and now I've also gone through romantic relationships. And so there's going to be a ton of other topics uh, that I may continue to be covering here. Um, some things that are coming up. Um, I want to talk about in January all about resolutions, right? So like that's that's what happens at this time of year. Um, people start to think about like, oh, what can I be changing about myself? Um, and regardless of like whether or not like resolutions like stick really, um, there are concepts here that like we can latch onto. And so one lat um, one concept is this idea of habits and habit formation. <clears throat> and so I want to apply this idea of habits um, to weight loss, a huge thing when it comes to, again, like this new year, new me, all of that. Um, so weight loss, um, also this idea of just positivity, well-being, what can we doing uh, for ourselves when it comes to our own mental health, and then also with social media use. Um, how might you decrease social media use? Um, do you feel like it's um, too um, too much uh, at, at this point? And what can you do to, to maybe curb that? So um, that is going to be, that's gonna be it for today. Um, thank you. Thank you all for listening. And um, if you ever want to check out some more uh, stuff, you can do so on roomforresearch.com. And you can also do it uh, through any social media platform that you have um, at roomforresearch would be the username. And so uh, until next time, thank you all. And I, I hope that you can enjoy <laughs> this time of year. Um, I hope maybe you can even uh, apply some of these things uh, because you're probably going to be talking to close others, to family, to romantic partners, all of that. It's also a high stress sort of time. So maybe you can apply some of the, the other things that I've talked about when it comes to either interpersonal things or just like other things you can do for yourself. Um, but yeah, and, until next time, um, I, I look forward to seeing you in 2022. Bye for now. With the sun.